You're listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. Welcome to the After Party Provoke and Inspire podcast, After, after Party podcast party. episode, A-P-P-A-O-R-P-P-Y. I don't know who you are, Facebook user. I think you have to put your name in the actual comment. That is one of the challenges. Now, here's what's happening, community. Yep. We are giving you a bonus. That's right, a bonus. Bonus. A bonus. Uh, in, in light of these tumultuous times, you shall receive a bonus of our faces. Um, <laughs> look, you won't see my face. Well, let, look at these buttes. I bet Who you that's George Q. Users? Is that George Q? He's the uh, only one I know that uses buttes. <laughs> yeah, I love, I love George. I don't maybe know, maybe I don't he know misspelled it butts. It's possible. <laughs> it's, it's possible. <laughs> It's possible. All right, here it oh, is. Uh, this is the After Party Podcast. Uh, we do a quick reaction uh, to the interview that we just had. Now, we just had Caitlin Chess. That's Chess with the sh. Yeah. Uh, she wrote a book that I'm scrambling to find the title of. It's The Scramble. Liturgy of Politics, Spiritual Formation for the Sake of Our Neighbor. Uh, we had a great conversation. I thought we it was really, really, really did. awesome. Um, she talks about, just to give you a brief summary. First of all, go back and listen. Uh, and through the magic of technology and time, this shall already be out. What? <laughs> <laughs> through the magic of technology, that episode shall already be out. Stretch to the left, stretch to the right. <laughs> and, uh, and, and you should be able to go back and listen so as to give a little context to uh, this conversation. Uh, but, but essentially, if I could boil it down. It's what are some counterfeit gospels that we are immersed in, that we believe in, uh, stories that we are told, that we uh, just imbibe from our culture that come in conflict with the gospel. Uh, and so the four main stories, the four main counterfeit gospels that she highlights in the book uh, are the gospel of prosperity, the gospel of security, the gospel of patriotism, and the gospel of white supremacy. Now, that sounds like a lot, um, but we kind of broke it down and we looked at that uh, and just talked about how do these uh, visions of the world and and what the purpose of our lives are, how does that come in conflict with what Jesus tells us? Uh, so David, since you did the least amount of talking, how about you give us uh, your reaction to our interview with Caitlin Shess, and then we will uh, dig deeper into our thoughts uh, and hopefully bring out some new nuggets of goodness for y'all. Well, I mean, I thought there was a lot of really good insights uh, in what she was what she was saying, especially about the whole idea that we look at things from a... So I think it, what struck me anyway is that we look at things, how is this going to impact me? How is this going to make my life uh, better? How is this going to uh, keep me safe, keep me prosperous? Uh, which is actually not the Jesus perspective. We're supposed to be thinking about our neighbors more than we are, than ourselves, aren't we? Well, I guess we're supposed to love ourselves, so I guess what I just said doesn't make any sense. But I guess what I do appreciate about it was that um, we don't even— or I, I don't even realize how I'm impacted by these messages and how I can it can actually make me have a non-Jesus point of view or perspective, mm. and rather than really go, is this really how Jesus thinks about these things? Is this, is this as a Jesus follower, is this what I should be um, wanting to see happen in our culture? And I, and I guess that was a challenge for me. Well, yeah, I think that... Moving too quickly past the pain of of a political situation or a 
neighbor situation or both is is really unfortunate because and I think it speaks to the fact that we especially as Americans are quick to minimize our discomfort to minimize pain to minimize suffering and to kind of like just hit the the like skip button into the prosperity stuff that Caitlin was talking about and the safety and the all, all, you know, all the different ways that we would rather experience life. And so what I hear Ben saying is, if I'm not mistaken, is that the, the reason that that conversation with a friend was hard about the signs in the yard and what they meant and the political whatever is, is that it's like when you actually are willing to pause and feel the pain of what, of what a, at least, I mean, I, I'd like to say what a whole country is experiencing, but at least what many people inside of a country are experiencing. I think there's something really powerful about that. And I, I would argue that we need a lot more of that. And I I hope that this whole season through COVID and 2020 has helped us to, to recognize that, man, like, God, I have so, I, I have so little control over right. anything. And I'm sorry for, and that was my, you know, my repentance and my conviction from hearing Caitlin talk was that I'm trying to sell my home. I'm trying to follow Dave Ramsey's budgeting plan. I'm trying to stick to the steps. I'm trying, but in many ways, it's like, it's basically just, I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying to control. And at the, at the root of the conviction was the fact that I feel afraid and I feel fear over what's possible economically for our country and for the world, not just based on the election tomorrow, but just the the entire tra- trajectory hmm. of this year has challenged the the core security that we are well provided for. We have everything we need. And, and it's like, you know, at some point I, I chose to kind of trade in a trust with Jesus for a plan, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and it's like, my plan's really good. Like guys, if I told you my plan, you'd be impressed and like, wow, that's, in- and I'm not saying it's bad to have a plan or that we shouldn't follow other people's advice. But I think that for me, the conviction point and the the pain point was I need to repent for how I haven't entrusted right. everything to Jesus and admitted that I can't control any of it. To try to circle this all around to the the interview that we had with Caitlin Chess. Like, I think at the end of the day, we all, it is part of the the human fallen condition that even for those of us that, that know Jesus, that have the, you know, he saved us and, and we've given our lives to him, that there will be an ongoing battle for the rest of our lives to not be transformed into the image of the world, right? We have this, mm-hmm. this pressure. We live in a fallen world. We have fallen bodies. And that works in combination with this culture that, that is trying to press us into its image. These, these, you know, the way Caitlin put it, these stories that are that are coming in um, and and are working on us and in us. And we probably more readily and easily see that in other people than we see it in ourselves. And so maybe the the story of every follower of Jesus is is unearthing those is those you know unearthing those stories those counterfeit competing stories holding the mirror of scripture up to ourselves as James says having the kind of community that identifies and recognizes in us 
um, these things that are maybe not of Jesus. Um, and, and maybe the way it overlaps, you know, that, that to me is the story of every follower of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it's an ongoing process that, that God provides grace for. Um, but maybe as it overlaps with the political season that we find ourselves in uh, and the pandemic that that has engulfed our, our world, um, to me, it, I think what we can do with all of this is, is I go back to James 1, 2, and 4, um, where he says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature, complete, not lacking anything. And so I guess the thing I think of is if it's the human condition to have this sort of battle, right? Like how Paul talks about, I do what I don't want to do. What I want to do, I don't do. We have that flesh spirit battle, this allegiance to God, allegiance to myself, allegiance to prosperity, allegiance to the hope in Jesus. We have this battle going on. Maybe what we need to do is look at all this and say, God, let this reveal things in me like you said, Chad, maybe that that aren't of you, that that where I have been putting my hope in my plan, where I have mm. been putting my hope in my politics or in my body or in my health or in the economy. And and to me, it's like an exciting thing where it's like, consider it like this is really think about how interesting this is. Consider it pure joy. Mm. Think about the things in your life mm-hmm. that cause pure joy because trials are not usually one of them. And he it, says pure joy, not pure. like, not like uh this kind of manufactured, yeah, uh, pure, like this is the best thing ever. Think about that. So think about the thing, like me on a water slide, like mm-hmm. me, like watching the Vikings dominating in a playoff, like pure joy, like the, like super fun. That's what, what James is saying here. Let it, let it be awesome. Like, okay, God, what this is going to do is unearth and reveal ways in which I've been putting my hope in counterfeit gospels. And then we can deal with it. And what that's going to do is make me a better person, not only for the next life, but for this world, right? Like we were saying in the Caitlin Chess episode, that the, the, the lie is that, well, if you believe in this Jesus stuff and you fully devote to that, you'll escape the real world and you won't care about, you don't care about all these things that I care about politically. I think that's a lie. I don't I think, think you, the opposite, I don't actually. think you accomplish anything in that way. I think when you're fully committed to Jesus, like I said in the, the episode, you're playing with house money and then you can just pour yourself into the state of the world, not out of a deficit, but but on mission, filled by Jesus, sent into that battle. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it gives you this revelation of, I think this pure joy when you go through trials is you see see God is there in the in the when you're in the lion's den, when you're in this trial, and, and you go, Jesus is he really is able to do anything. Yeah. He really can take a little and multiply it. You know, he, it's not dependent on on the U.S. economy or not having a strong economy or not, or or a pandemic or political the political chaos that we're in and all of that. He really is above all of that. He really is someone I can trust mm. because it's because of your, what you're saying is right, Ben. I'm not supposed to kind of have this this. Uh, pessimistic view no which is kind of what you would expect if you're really looking at things like you were saying chad with open eyes really looking at the situation mm-hmm. but instead i can actually have the opposite i can have more faith yeah pure it's joy. like hey lord bring you know yes the situation could get even crazier but god is strong enough even in the crazy situation for me not to just survive but to get, to make an impact yeah it's like a maybe this is not the greatest analogy but it's like 
and, and I know nothing about uh, blacksmithing, but you know, like getting all the impurities makes your weapon sharper in the right sense of the word, makes you more equipped for the fight that God wants you to fight, right? And so I think that's kind of what you hear in this verse. The testing of your faith pr produces perseverance. It makes you someone that can persevere through the trial, not escape from it. So I don't know, part, part of this is a mindset thing that, that you look at the difficulties of the situation that we're in and you say, yes, God, let this make me someone who more fully trusts in you so that I'm able to be used more effectively by you. Yeah, exactly. I was just going to finish by saying that, uh, that I think that that verse in James, it's interesting that he uses the term pure joy because mm. he doesn't just say joy, you know, consider it joy. Kanye, Stephen Bradley's voting for Kanye. We all knew that was happening. Yep. But uh, I think that that's, that gives me a lot of encouragement because I've experienced a lot of joy in life that I convinced wasn't exactly pure. So when I really enjoyed drugs, I thought I was experiencing a lot of joy in those moments of being high. And yet it was an impure joy and it wasn't a truly free um, and uh, noble. Having... I can't think of the right word. I'm, I must be on drugs. I thought I'm he glitched. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All that to say, who's got some drugs? <laughs> no, it's, uh, you know, the, the moral of the story is to find a, a level of pure gold in the joy that God gives us in these seasons really, really is a testimony to the power of Jesus in our so, lives. So just a quick question then, how do you find the pure joy? It says, James says to do it. So it's a choice. You just decide or how does that work? No, it says, I think he says, consider it. And to yeah. me, again, I'm, you know, no Greek scholar here, but I think it's, it's a perspective thing. Mm -hmm. Consider it in my mind is how you view it. And that's kind of the point that I was trying to make here is that we're immersed in all these very challenging times, you know, with the with pandemic and then th this very uh, inflammatory election season and everything else that's going on. It, it's you have a choice to make how you're going to see the world, yourself, the fate of the world. And I think what James is saying is here, saying is see this as an opportunity. Remember who's God, mm -hmm. and then see this as an opportunity mm -hmm. to refine your faith, to remind you of what's mm -hmm. real, to remind you of who's in control. And then allow this difficulty, because he's not saying it's not hard, mm -hmm. to to sort of bring to the surface, as we've already mentioned, things that we were relying on that were not of God. I mean, you you said it. It's like, David, you said, oh, you know, I, I feared for our mission because of the American economy. God's in control, not the American economy. Chad, you were saying that you were worried about the economy based on, you know, you're selling your house and everything else that's going on. God's in control of that. And that doesn't mean it's, things are going to be easy, mm -hmm. right? I don't think what that means is don't worry. God's got it. Your house, everything's going to be perfect. Every missionary is going to be provided for. But I think it's let the experience remind you of the eternal reality that we have and that there is there are bigger things than what the world says and defines security as. That's part of it, right? Is the world defines security as no problems. You get everything you want. There's no challenges, no difficulties. That's not biblical security. Mm-hmm. Security for in Jesus looks different. It's an internal security. It's a, it's a, I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I'm I'm not going to take you out of the the burning van. You know, for those that know that illustration, but I will be there with you in that burning van. 
And, and so our security is different. It's deeper. It's transcendent. You know, that's why I think you have these other religions trying to escape the highs and lows of, you know, like pantheism and Buddhism. You don't want to experience anything because that's the only way to to live in this world. Because if you're putting your hope in the highs and the lows, you're in trouble. Yeah. Uh, but Jesus gives us hope in the midst of it. And that's what I think makes it the most powerful reality that there is. And not just hope, but but he says, go you know, be go on the offensive. It. Go correct. Don't run into run into the to the fray. You know, be a light. You know, have have hope or have faith that that I'm real. You right. know, and I think that's an opportunity. Uh, I wish it didn't have to always be in a in a stress. You know, that your faith grows. I'd like to be able to grow when it's not stressful. Right, but that even isn't it funny how that concept is even built into the fabric of life? I mean, you know, I mean, clearly I do a lot of bodybuilding. I mean, that's just obvious. It yeah. probably is rhetorical, but yeah. muscles aren't built without ripping them, and 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 yep. skills aren't developed without being on the edge of your abilities, being in that sort of that fire. That's just it's built into the reality, like of of life. That it's in in those hard testing moments. That's when you're refined in your character, and that's what it grows. But here here to me and. Maybe we can end with this, but the thing that I think should be the greatest warning to all of us through this pandemic, through the election, through everything else, is the first word of verse four, let. That's a scary word. Why? Because you can go through all this and learn nothing. That's the scary thing. You can go through the pandemic, you can go through the election, and let's say in a couple of years, it's all in the rear view and whatever, life goes on. And you're still, not. And you're still married to your false security. Yeah. You're still married to your false prosperity. You're still married to your false patriotism. Your false patriotism. It's not to say countries aren't good. Your false patriotism and all that. That would be far worse, right? And that's where it comes down to, do we believe that security in Jesus, prosperity in Jesus, our identity in Jesus, our eternity in Jesus, do we really believe that that is best? Right. Or is it a nice cultural thing that we do on Sundays? And in truth, my hope is in my bank account, my seatbelt, my political leader, X, Y, and Z. Right. And a trial like this gives you an opportunity to see what's what. And all I'm saying for me and for you guys is let's let it reveal yeah. what's true so that we don't go through all this nonsense and remain the same. That would be the greatest tragedy of all, I think. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, so Lord Jesus, well we I'm going to pray for our for us. Lord, I pray for us. I pray for our listeners that we will not go through all this stuff. Some of us, Lord, I know. I know some of us listening to this are going through some really tough times. Mm -hmm. I mean, nothing that I'm going through compares to what I yeah. know a lot of our people around the world are going through, a lot of our family around the world. And Lord, don't let us go through this and not gain what you want us to gain, not to come out stronger lord thank you that we've seen you move stronger than ever before in in our mission during this time and i i pray that we will just look at you jesus and that our faith will will have pure joy in this in these challenging times and that um our faith will be stronger than it ever was before in jesus name well there you have it the app pct what is that? I don't know. You figure it out. No, this was the After Party Podcast, uh, the follow-up to the Caitlin Chess episode. Go check out both, preferably in sequence. Will it make more sense? Probably not, but just numerically, that's more logical. So do that. 
Uh, leave us a rating and review on uh, iTunes. Our, our ratings and reviews have been skyrocketing as of late. Our yeah, desperate that's true. insecure pleas have uh, reaped benefits. Uh, but leave us a rating and a review. Uh, it's easy to do. Otherwise, share this. Just word of mouth, right? The word out of the mouth. Let people know. Be like, check out the Provoke and Inspire podcast. Uh, we do hope that it encourages you as we have these conversations. Uh, you guys have been listening and, and, and supporting us immensely, and we are very grateful for that. Again, for the remaining events we have here in the fall in the U.S., I know it's not just the U.S. We have a lot of stuff happening all over the world. And for all of that, just go to steiger.org. Uh, but if you go steiger.org slash USA, uh, you can find out the different events that we've got going on in Colorado and in Houston, from what I understand. So check that out. Uh, otherwise, that's it, right? That's it. The whole that's world going to be different tomorrow. That's it. The whole world just blowing up. The whole world tomorrow, it's, yeah. dude. It's the end of the world as we know it. But we yep. feel fine, right? We feel fine. In the yep. words of John Mayer, I'm just waiting on the world to change. We feel yeah. great. Yeah. By playing a strat yep. and making jokes. All right. Rag and roll. Peace. Thanks for listening to the Provoke and Inspire podcast. To listen to past episodes, search Provoke and Inspire on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever podcasts are found. See you next time. Mm-hmm.